a big week for the NDP in advance of the uh, provincial budget, which comes tomorrow because of the NDP uh, releasing their uh, platform earlier this week. And, and today they are talking about some new ads. And Andrea Horvath, of course, is uh, standing by with her, her pitch too. Folks, 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 folks. It's always about the folks, the pitch to the folks. Uh, on the line, Colin DeMello, Global News Queen's Park Bureau Chief, uh, talking about the NDP. Welcome to the program, Colin. Hey, good afternoon, Alan. All right, let's talk about these uh, new ads. Uh, the uh, NDP dropping these today. Here is uh, the top part of uh, one of these ads. This is the voice of Andrea Horvath. My dad was an auto worker. Mom cleaned schools at night. I learned about hard work from them. They taught me when something's broken, we roll up our sleeves and fix it. All right, that's how it begins. And here's the tagline. I always think the taglines are the most important part of these things. Here's Andrea Horvath. I'm Andrea Horvath. I'm running for premier to work for you. Running to work for you. Colin, what's your take on these ads? Yeah, I mean, the, the NDP have two ads that they're going to be deploying in short order. One of them is a positive ad that, you know, relies very heavily on showcasing you know, children skipping in the streets, a healthcare worker visiting a family at home, um, you know, an auto worker heading to work, a unionized worker going to work, that, that sort of stuff. It's a very positive, kind of makes you feel good kind of ad. Um, and there's at the end of it is Andrea Horvath saying, you know, I'm running for premier, uh, not just, you know, anything else. I'm running for premier. Premier, and I'm I'm running to kind of work for you. Um, the other ad that they're going to be running is um, it's called the ping pong ad, and, and it shows the liberals and the NDP and and the progressive conservatives playing ping pong, and it just basically says, well, you know, we've gone from bad to worse. That's the bottom line of it. So they're running a positive ad and a negative ad, and at the end of both of them, it's Andrea Horvath coming out saying, you know, I'm here working for you. So they broke it. We can fix it and, you know, give us a shot to do that in a few weeks. All right. Here's how that ping pong ad wraps up again. The tagline always so important in these things. I'm Andrea Horvath. It's your turn to win. It's your turn to win. What is with the NDP and the colored balls? In 2018, they had the ad uh, with uh, dodgeball colored balls whacking around. It's a, they seem to have some sort of fixation on colored balls. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll reserve comment on colored balls, but perhaps, <laughs> per, perhaps when you spend a lot of time in opposition, you, you, you have a desire that you need to um, get into government. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. But All you know, right. Alan, the, the the opposition is looking at this as the their chance, their moment. In fact, we had a conversation today with Michael Balagas, who is the um, uh, who's the campaign chair for the NDP and Andrea Horvath's chief of staff, and he said, "This is our election. We are not in it for second place. They are going to be spending the most amount of money that the NDP has ever spent in an election campaign. They they have." thousands of volunteers, three to 4,000 volunteers, they are really going to be, uh, you know, juggernauting this campaign because they see this as for the first time since Bob Ray as their shot at actually forming government. So the stakes for the NDP is very high in this election campaign. And the stakes for Horvath and um, and her chief of staff are obviously very high. Uh, this is this is really going to be her last kick at the can. It's either premier or there's a new leader. I just don't think that there's any other way to look at it. This is her last shot at it, her fourth time around. Uh, what did they say about strategy? Because you know, strategy in you know when we come to elections is, of course, is all about ridings. We know that the ridings 
that they can likely pick up in urban areas, you know, in Hamilton, Horvath riding, that kind of thing. Where else do they see pickups? We're going to need to pick up seats to be able to form government. Yeah, so they think that they can pick up seats in eastern Ontario, southwestern Ontario as well, um, and some in Toronto, although that might be a bit of a difficult fight seeing as, you know, they really robbed a lot of seats from uh, the Liberals in the last election campaign. This time what they're going to be doing, though, is they're actually going to be do, uh, you know, going on the campaign bus around the province. They're going to be flying up to the north, but they're going to be spending a lot of time, they said, in non-incumbent seats. That means seats that they don't already have an MPP representative. So they are this time around looking to hold on to the 40 seats that they won in the last election, but also targeting any kind of weak or soft seats. They said that they came in second place in a lot of seats in Ontario. They just weren't able to close. And in some cases, they were you know a few hundred votes away from actually clinching those seats. So that's what they're kind of focusing on. They think that they'll be able to hold on to their 40, um, and then they need just about uh, you know, 20, 23 or so in order to form a majority government. So they think that they'll be able to do do that. They'll be spending a lot of energy, they said, resources, money. Uh, they're planning to spend between 8 to $13 million in this election campaign. And that is far above what they spent in 2018, which is about um, 8 to $9 million. So they're, they're putting a lot of chips uh, on the table here, hoping that they'll be able to convince voters this time to give them their shot. It's, it's interesting, Colin, because Really, for the NDP to be able to form government, the reality is, as you look at the numbers as they break down, is that they pretty much have to run the table with the anti-Ford vote. In other words, they have to see uh, an implosion of the liberal vote back down to Kathleen Wynne levels, make sure that Mike Schreiner doesn't catch somehow catch a wave. they got to get all of those votes. So to that point, who's... Who's enemy number one for the NDP? Is it Doug Ford or is it Stephen Del Duca? It seems to be Doug Ford. I mean, what they're saying, uh, and and whether or not the strategy is correct is is to be seen. But what they're saying is, you know, they're going to try to remind people, of course, of the the former liberal government in fifteen years. They're going to be reminding people of the last four years of the Ford government, and they're going to be trying to capitalize on that. If you go to the NDP campaign headquarters, we were there today. Um, they actually have, you know, a wall in which a lot of the campaign volunteers have have put up a bunch of ideas, right? And and, and on one side of the wall it says, you know, what's broken, and on the other side of the wall it says, here's how we can fix it. And so they're they're looking to kind of get that windfall of anyone who's upset with the Ford government. And one of the things that Michael Balagas had said to us today was that, according to their polling, uh, Stephen Del Duca is actually the leader of the Liberals, is a tremendous asset, they said, not to the Liberals, but actually to the NDP. So the NDP said that they spent a lot of money in the pre-writ period trying to introduce Stephen Del Duca to the general population. The reason why was because not a lot of people know who Stephen Del Duca really is. And they said once they find out who he is and once they find out the connection to Kathleen Wynne, that he was a cabinet minister in Kathleen Wynne's government, they tend to like him less. So mm -hmm. they are banking on the liberal vote collapsing early in the campaign and then anyone who is anti-Ford and who wants to go park their vote somewhere, uh, they can go to the NDP. I, I, again, I don't know if that's a sound strategy because you know all the people who have been upset, anytime um, people have been upset at the Ford government, and, and I'll take you back to this time last year, Alan, it was about 
April 16th or so that the government had held that disastrous cabinet meeting and a, and a news conference in which right. they said that yeah. they were going to close playgrounds close and playgrounds and snitch lines and all the rest. Yeah. Right. And what happened after that? People were so upset at the liberal government that successive uh, at the Ford That's government, right, yeah. successive polls showed that it was actually the liberals who benefited from it. Not the NDP. And so I, I don't know if the NDP is coming into this with, with kind of eyes wide open here, because it seems like the polling tells a different story from what the, the NDP thinks the story actually is. All right. On the line, Colin Domella, who is our new uh, Queen's Park Bureau chief. Help me out here. I only have a little bit of time, but help me out because this afternoon I have uh, an interview with Andrea Horvath for this weekend's Focus Ontario, taping it this afternoon. Uh, give me a good question. Give me something. Give me, give me, what, what, what should I ask her? What, what do you advise? Well, I, I, I mean, one of the things I was thinking is, you know, of of all the times that Andrea Horvath has put herself in front of the electorate with a lot of the same ideas, universal pharmacare, universal this or that, the voters have really turned their back on them. Why now? Why after four years does the NDP think that at this point people are actually going to vote NDP? Is there something that they're seeing that we're not because the polls aren't showing it? And previous elections haven't shown it. So why is this this time, 2022, going to be any different than the, the, the previous times? It's a great cue. I'm going to totally steal it, Colin. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Colin DeMello is our Global News Queens Park Bureau Chief talking about the NDP and the release of their new ads. Uh, Andrew Horvath, um, who are you pitching to right now? Folks, 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 folks. <laughs> <laughs>